Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Not a lot of times I can bring you good news, but I think that I'm bringing you a little bit of good news. As you recall, I've been saying that the headline, Omer Usher's in Palestinian State, could very well happen this month. And that would be because Kushner would release the Middle East Trump peace plan on about or around June 5th. Well, I heard last night on Fox News that it has been delayed to the end of this month. Now, that's the first part of good news. I think I've got some more good news relating to the same thing. But the reason that would be good news is this. If the Trump peace plan is delayed much past June the 9th, then that would mean this year we probably have escaped seeing the headline, Omer Usher's in Palestinian State, which means we may, I said may, not a guarantee, may have another year before any of these big prophecies begin to come to pass, meaning maybe America has some more time. That's a good thing. I prefer that. Matter of fact, we're asking our fast track team, and here it is Tuesday night when I'm making this broadcast, and I'm about to send out what the fast track team is going to be praying for this next week, and that's part of what I'm going to be talking about, is that we need to continue to pray that God will delay and soften his judgment that has coming. Now, the next part of the good news is this. So I pulled this also of Politico.com. Headline, even some Trump allies want Kushner to ice his peace plan. That's a good thing. Again, if it's not going to split Jerusalem, matter of fact, I don't see any good coming from this peace plan. Matter of fact, maybe I should just talk about that a second. What the Bible says is that Israel will be involved in World War III, and she will emerge World War III, the great victor. She will get back all of her land from the Euphrates all the way over to the Nile. That's including about a third of Egypt and about a third of Iraq, but it's probably also including most and possibly even all of Saudi Arabia. She's going to be the great victor in World War III, and the Bible says that once Israel has returned to the land, she will never be uprooted again, even if the whole world comes down after her. And that's exactly what Armageddon is. It's the whole world coming down to destroy uh, Israel, and that's the reason Jesus returns. As you recall, Jesus said, unless I return, no flesh would be saved. In other words, mankind is near total annihilation at that point. And it's not that mankind is killing mankind, it's that God is killing mankind, because that's when the sun goes out, sun goes out, look, you know, and all the water in the sea is turned to blood, all the water and all the aquas and rivers, all of that has turned to blood, I mean, un drinkable blood. Yes, that's what it says, because the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sea, and it became blood. And the angel of waters said, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art and was and shall be, for thou hast judged thus, for they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. Meaning that all water on earth, maybe a canteen or some kind of a water storage device is still plain water, but in terms of the sea and all of the water, the rivers, aquifers, all of that is all turned to blood. Not something that's red, not something that looks like blood. It is blood because they shed the blood of saints and prophets. And when all of the water on the earth turns to blood, how long can mankind live? Answer, uh, about 72 hours. <laughs> that's it. Okay, it, it, that's another discussion for another day. Let's go back to the peace plan. 
So the headline says, even some Trump, Trump allies want Kushner to ice his peace plan. Again, that's a good thing. As long as I don't think we should be touching Israel at all. We, we don't have to help Israel find peace. When Israel turns to God, which is only a portion of them, not all of Israel will ever turn to God, but let God handle Israel. That's my opinion. And if Donald Trump would call me, I'd say, don't hurt Israel. Don't try to solve any peace plan. Leave them alone. Just bless them. Let's go on with the article, though. It says, fears range from the possibility that the peace proposal could trigger violence to worries that its offerings could forever kill efforts to craft a two-state solution. Now, let's talk about that just a second. What's the two-state solution? That's saying that what we do is split Israel, split Jerusalem, and we give the Palestinians part of it. That is exactly what God said you better not do. Don't touch the apple of my eye. That is God's land. That's not Israel's land. And you better not mess with it. Let's go on with the article. Jared Kushner's Middle East peace plan, this article says, isn't even out yet. Well, there has been some copies of it that have been floated. But that's what they do. They leak it out, and then they let it float to see what the comments are. Well, the comments coming back on it apparently have been scathing. And that's one of the reasons that it's apparently not ripe yet. <laughs> it's not ready to pick off of the tree and begin to eat. And that's a good thing, too. Don't hurt Israel. Just leave Israel alone, Trump. Leave Israel alone. If you'll just call me, I'll tell you. Leave them alone. You don't have to be the great uh, fixer to fix Israel's problems. Let God fix Israel's problems. Let's go on with the article. Though. But there are already intensifying calls to scrap the rollout, including some of Trump's allies. Prominent conservative and pro-Israel voices close to the White House are increasingly sharing their fears, which range from the possibility that the peace proposal could trigger violence to worries that its offerings could kill forever efforts to craft a two-state solution. See, that two-state solution? Okay, Stan, what do you think the solution is? I said, I think the, I would say this. I think what God is going to do, this is the way the prophecies say it does happen. There's not a two-state solution. Yes, they will split Jerusalem, but what happens is God will destroy the enemies of Israel. Matter of fact, there's a prophecy that says that I will not leave one from the house of Esau. Well, who's Esau? That's mostly the Arabs. So these, and they're brothers. They're brothers, but uh, they still, God judges them. So, again, just leave Israel alone, Trump. Leave them alone. Let's go on with the article. Many hoped the plan would get shelved even before the latest political turmoil in Israel prompted the scheduling of new elections in the fall. Now, some are going on the record to urge Trump administration to set aside the plan indefinitely. I hope they agree, and I hope he listens, even though few people have seen the closely held proposal. Releasing the plan could now make the U.S. seem unserious, says James Carfano, a senior foreign affairs scholar with the Conservative Heritage Foundation, who usually sides with the administration, said in an email, quote, it's better to wait, perhaps even until after the U.S. elections. Well, I would say, wait, 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 <laughs> do not split Israel ever. Leave them alone. Just bless them. The final part of the article that I want to read says, Trump himself 
conceded Sunday that Kushner's proposal might not be workable, agreeing with an unvarnished private assessment Secretary of State Mike Pompeo gave in a meeting last week that was recorded and leaked to the Washington Post. So here's one source that's saying that, like Fox News said, it's being delayed. That's a good thing. And it's another source that's saying they're not even certain that it's ripe and it's ready to pick off the tree. In other words, it's not done cooking yet. It's They've still got some things to change in it. Well, that's good. Again, whatever you can do, don't split Israel. Let's delay it. Then I pulled up another article. This comes from Newsweek, and it says, Mike Pompeo, this is the headline, says Trump's Middle East peace plan may not, quote, gain traction and may be seen as unexecutable. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has admitted that President Trump's long-awaited Middle East peace plan may prove to be a diplomatic flop. Well, again, that's a good thing. (laughs) I could have told him, I wrote him letters, don't split Jerusalem, don't split Israel, don't do it. So it may be that this whole thing is being delayed, and that's a good thing. We, We want that. See, I don't want to see this judgment come on America. I know it's coming. And I know that there's going to be a lot of people saved as a result of it, but I don't want to see it coming. Anyway, let's go on to the article. The international community is eagerly awaiting details of the plan, which has been devised by the president's senior aide and son-in-law, Jared Kushner, and former lawyer, Jason Greenblatt. The White House has been tight-lipped about the nature to release the date of the plan, which the Trump administration has touted as a way to break generations of stalemate between Israel and the Palestinians. Kushner recently suggested the rollout, and the proposal would begin after Ramadan ends this week. Well, I'm recording this 6.58 p.m. on 6.4 of 2019. It's a Tuesday evening, and as of right now, apparently it has been delayed. Again, that's a good thing. That's why I'm going to this last-minute trouble to bounce around things and other broadcasts I'd plan to, to, to put out, but I'm changing that because I want to bring you good news. And that is that America, apparently the headline Omar ushers in Palestinian state is not going to happen this year. The reason I say that is because June 9th is the count of the conclusion of the counting of the owner Omar. So if he waits till the end of the month, it would be highly unlikely that Omer ushers in Palestinian state would be a headline that you would see in some newsletter or newspaper. Let's go on to the article. Kushner recently suggested the rollout of the proposal would begin after Ramadan ends this week, though Palestinian opposition and political turmoil in Israel may further delay the White House timeline. But according to audio recordings of a private, private meeting obtained by the Washington Post, Pompeo believes that the plan, described as the, quote, deal of the century, may be dead on arrival. <laughs> that's, that's a good thing. We like that. We like that. Okay, let's go on. In the closed-door meeting with Jewish leaders, Pompeo said that, quote, one might argue Trump's proposal is unexecutable and might not, quote, gain traction among those involved. Again, that's a good thing. We don't want to see them split Israel. The final two sentences read, Pompeo who said he has, quote, seen what I believe are all the details, what it is about they're, they're about to roll out, unquote, and said he understood why observers expected the plan to be braced in favor of Israel, the Post reported. Quote, I get why people think this is going to be a deal that only the Israelites could love. He told the meeting, I understand the perception of that, and I hope everyone will just give space to listen 
and let it settle in a little bit. So the point is, I do not think at this point that this Trump peace plan is even going to roll, roll out. Now, they say it's going to roll out at the end of this month. But if it does, it's probably not going to be workable anywhere close to anything that we could see this year, the headline that says Omer Usher's in Palestinian state. That's a good thing. That means that we probably will not see the big earthquake that Shane Warren was shown in his vision. And that might mean that we aren't going to see some kind of a financial collapse because according to uh, Shane Warren's vision, they were all interlinked, as you recall. So that's a good thing. So I wanted to bring you that bit of good news. Now let's jump to a different topic. Revelation 13, 16, and 17 says, listen carefully because this is real important stuff, and he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, that's everybody, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. And this is the part that I want you to hear, that no man might buy or sell, save he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. We read that again that no man might buy or sell. In other words, you have to have the mark in order to buy or sell. Okay, let's think about that a second. For that to happen, that means that every transaction on the globe would have to have a way to be monitored. Now, they're probably going to come out with a global tax. That gives them the authority to monitor it. But that's not my point today. How can you monitor every transaction? Let's say, for example, your next-door neighbor want you to buy his used lawnmower. How do you give him the couple of hundred or four or five hundred, whatever? How do you pay him for that lawnmower right now? Well, today you'll probably give him cash. But this is saying that a time is going to come that no one will be able to buy or sell, and I have to assume that that includes used items such as a lawnmower. But I think that's probably the one most difficult ones to answer. If you can answer that question, you can answer the big ones. So how do you buy or how do you sell a lawnmower to your neighbor? Well, obviously, you've got to go through a system, and that system has to be a global system. And you have to have a way to access that system. Oh, Stan, that is over the horizon. That's never going to arrive in my lifetime. Oh, really? SpaceX launches 60 satellites for Elon Musk's Starlink Internet Constellation, dated 5-24 of 19. The article says SpaceX has begun its build-out of the ambitious Starlink Internet Constellation, a series of interconnected satellites designed to deliver high-speed Internet to paying customers around the globe. Let me read that again. Deliver high-speed Internet to paying customers around the globe. What they're doing, my brothers and sisters, they are in the process of setting up a global Internet system so that every purchase on the globe can be tracked and monitored, so that every purchase can be done electronically. In other words, you're not going to need gold and silver. You're not going to use checkbooks. You're not going to use credit cards. Soon and very soon, and I'm about to read the article that says they expect to have this online by, you want to guess, 2030. Nope. Uh, 2025. Nope. 2022. Nope. How about mid-2020, as in like in the next year? Really? Oh, let me go on with the article. The 60 Starlight Satellites, 
weighing about 500 pounds each, were released into low Earth orbit yesterday at around 11.32 p.m. SpaceX confirmed in a series of tweets together the tightly packed satellites weighing 13.6 metric tons, making this launch the heaviest mission for SpaceX to date. The satellites were deposited at a low altitude, about 250 miles, blah, 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 we'll skip that. Once complete, the Starlight Constellation satellites would transmit signals for high-speed Internet access to paying customers. The massive telecommunications system should go online once, now listen to this, 400 satellites are in orbit. They just put 60 in orbit in one day. They expect to go online when it hits 400 satellites, but there's more. And once activated, Starlink will reach, quote, significant operational capacity at 800 satellites. In the words of SpaceX CEO Elon Musk, as reported by Space News, the private space firm will need to conduct at least a dozen or more launches before this can happen. They say it will be economically viable at 1,000 satellites. Incredibly, as many as 12,000 satellites could one day comprise the entire Starlink constellation. And here it is again. Starlink is expected to go online by the mid-2020s. You know what that means? That means by mid-2020, the system will, not planning, it will be in place to be able to track Every purchase on the globe. Now, it gets worse. This comes from Benjamin.Fulford.net. 2019-6-3. Currency reset buzz as Indonesia shuts down all banks, pawn shops for nine days, while Malaysia calls for international gold-backed currency. People with real-world intelligence contexts are buzzing with the feeling that something big is coming down. My gut feeling is that we are at the very close to the end of the U.S. corporation. Now, let me pause just a second. My understanding of that is the U.S. all-capital corporation called the United States of America has, according to what I've heard, and I have to give you a disclaimer, I can't prove what I'm about to say, but has been bankrupt for uh, about four years now. And what they're planning on doing is coming out with an entirely new global financial system. I'm not saying that. That's what these other guys that I have read in previous broadcasts are saying. Let me make that clear. I'm not saying. I'm simply reading what others have said. Let me go on with this article. I can say this, he says, as what is happening here in the region is connected. There is a change in the air. Oh, listen to this. The corrupt governments are being exposed and will either step down or be removed by, quote, the people, was how one CIA source in Asia described the mood. Many apparently disconnected events all point to this. Well, what's he saying? Well, I just found out yesterday that the, un- that the sealed indictment count is now up to, I'm going to write it, I've got, I got it written down right here, 100,935. 100,935, that means almost 101,000 people have a sealed indictment, means that they are planning to arrest them probably all in one week and try them probably in under six months in military tribunals. See, that's the reason they're coming after Trump so hard is because they're scared out of their mind. Look, they know if they've been guilty of corruption. They know if they had 33,000 emails. They know that if they had 
top secret information on a server that shouldn't have been there. They know if they have been doing child sacrifices and child sex trafficking, they know if they're guilty in that. And they have a pretty good idea that their name is on a sealed indictment. They have a pretty good idea that they will be arrested. Look, the top people know these arrests are about to take place. That's the reason they are trying to unseat Donald Trump with everything in their power. That's the reason they're saying, look, the Mueller report said no collusion. It said no, uh, what was, no collusion, no, uh, no uh, obstruction. Okay? Why didn't that stop everything? Because they can't stop. they got to get this guy Trump out of the office because if they don't get him out of office, they're going to be arrested. And there will be executions. And they know it. And that's the reason these things are about to come down, brothers and sisters. It's getting really close. Let me go on with the article. Let's start with the situation in East Asia, where Indonesia has shut down all of its banks. Did you hear that? Indonesia, this is an entire nation. Indonesia has shut down all of its banks and pawn shops for nine days, starting this week. This move to shut down all gold trading, shut down all gold trading? Are you hearing this? This move to shut down all gold trading and international banking came immediately after Malaysian Prime Minister called for replacing, replacing, listen to this, replacing the U.S. dollar with a gold-backed trading currency. I think what it's saying is that the good old Federal Reserve dollar is about to go bye-bye. Probably the good old Federal Reserve is about to go bye-bye. But again, I'm not saying that. I'm simply reading what others have said. So let's go on. Papua New Guinea, home to some of the world's largest gold reserves, just selected James Marape as prime minister. He wants to effectively nationalize his national, nation's mineral and energy reserve. King David P.A., spelling P-E-I-I, the second of the Twin Kingdoms, and I'll skip part of that, and he says the shutdown of the Indonesian banks and the gold-related moves follow an unprecedented 10-day shutdown of the entire Japanese banking system. Did you hear that? They're shutting down the entire Japanese banking system for 10 days, from April 27 to May 7. This unprecedented shutdown also led to speculation that it would lead to some sort of what? Financial announcement. But nothing happened in any manner so far. Now, what's going on here? Okay, so they're launching 60 satellites. We know that the time is coming when no when one can buy or sell unless they have the mark of the beast. What it's saying, brothers and sisters, is this financial system that we are currently operating in is about to change. Now, I don't know if it's going to happen this month or next month or even this year. I don't know when. But it's saying that, look, and again, I, I put this in other videos, okay? I mean, it's not me saying this. This is other people that I'm quoting here. This is what they're saying. I don't have time to get into quoting all of those, dig all that sort of stuff up, but it's in previous broadcasts or previous videos that I put up on YouTube. And it's saying that there's a big financial change. 60 satellites going up to 12,000 satellites so that every square inch of the globe can be accessed to the Internet. No, not where you see the snake eating its tail and it's going round and round and round and round. But it's instant. It's 5G access. Instant access to the Internet so that no one can buy or sell unless they have access to that system. In order to get access to that system, you've got to have the mark. And what they're in the process of doing, looks like to me, is killing the old system. You've heard the old saying, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Well, uh, not to worry, they're going to break it. Okay? So the old financial system is probably about to break. I read that in another article also from BenjaminFulford.net. 
And that's talking about how the whole financial system is about to be replaced. So we've heard this not just from one source, not just Benjamin Fulford, but a lot of different sources. We've heard this from the prophecies, brothers and sisters. I'm trying to say this world we live in is about to change financially. It's all moving to this seven-year tribulation to the beast, and there's not going to be a pre-trib rapture sucking anybody in the sky to avoid any of it. That's a misunderstanding. If you get my book, matter of fact, maybe I should take a second talk about my book. If you get my book, it will help you to understand how the end times really works out. Now, I do not talk about the rapture in the book, and if you are pre-trib, it will not change your position on the rapture. I'm not. There's no article. There's no. There's the, the word doesn't even appear in the book. It's not designed to change or even discuss the rapture. So you can read the book, and your position on the rapture probably won't be changed. But what you will do is begin to understand how the end times really plays out. And when you see that, well, then you may see things differently. So let me tell you what happened. So in 2017, I began to memorize the book of Revelation. I didn't really think much was going to happen. Just a project, okay? I mean, do a radio program of Bible prophecy. Yeah, it's a good part of the Bible to memorize. But what happens, I started getting revelations. In other words, information from on high that I don't believe anyone previously was given. Totaling 30 revelations, two visions, and one audible voice. Specifically, God showed me in one of the visions that there is a secret word, the word is first fruits, that links through time, through a secret door, back to the feast of Leviticus 23. That word is first fruits found in Revelation 14, 4. And that word is the secret door. And when you understand that word, then all of a sudden the prophecies of Revelation fit perfectly in chronological order in the feasts. The feasts give the order. Revelation gives the specifics. And I put this into two charts. It's in the back part of the book. And we suggest you get the book. Don't get one. One for 20. 5 for 30, 10 for 55. My challenge is if you read the first 13 pages of the book, I believe we will start giving books around to other people. We'll start handing around to other people, especially when some of these events that are in the book start coming to pass. It was June the 14th of 20, 2008. That was the same night I heard the audible voice of God say, Stan, I will give you the money to drill the well in Israel. Later on that night, I also heard him say, when those prophecies I gave your wife begin to come to pass, people from all directions will begin to turn and to listen to your ministry. Those things are in this book, and people will begin to turn and read and listen and understand what is in this book, and this book will help you to understand how the events of the end time really take place. Like, for example, Jesus returns two more times. Yeah, it was a shock to me, too, but that's what he showed me. Not one time, he returns two more times. The next time he returns, he returns as a lamb. On first fruits, with 144,000 Jewish one-year-old boys, for 50 days he walks around on the earth. And then on Pentecost, those who are washed in the blood of the lamb are resurrected. They go along with the first fruits, the 144,000 to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Marriage supper of the Lamb takes place on Pentecost. Stan, how do you know? Because if you go back to Exodus 13, the very first time the audible voice of God spoke to people, he said, basically, if you'll be my people, I'll be your God. That was an opportunity or an invitation to a marriage. The first marriage began on Pentecost, and the last marriage, the marriage of the Lamb, 
takes place on Pentecost. At the marriage supper of the Lamb, it is not about us, the bride. It is about the groom. This is about Jesus. Jesus changes at the marriage supper of the Lamb from the Lamb to the Lion, from the Prince of the Kings of the Earth to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He has given many crowns, a vesture dipped in blood, and a name written on him that no man knoweth but he himself, and a white horse. We are given a wedding gown and a white horse. About four months later, on trumpets, we return with him, and he uses the morning star, which is the sword out of his mouth, to burn all the tares. Two other angels, having sharp sickles, crush and slash the grapes, and that's the blood coming out of the wine press, even under the horse bridles, for the space of 1,600 furlongs. Then ten days later, it is atonement. This is the great white throne. See, the judgment seat of Christ is on trumpets. Ten days later is the great white throne. All those not in Christ are judged. Jesus is the judge at both. Five days later, the new Jerusalem comes down. That's the golden city. And that is where, that is our home. My father's house for many mansions. If we're not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you so that where I am, there may be also. So this book will lay it all out for you in a way I promise. I promise you do not know what is in this book. You have never seen the end times like what this book is going to do for you. One for 20, don't do that. Five for 30, 10 for 55, order it at prophecyclub.com. 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 The secret door to understand Bible prophecy. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. And thank you for your gifts of support. God bless.